Welcome to a parenting space actually designed for you, where you can get answers about navigating a life that includes autism. I'm Dr. Tay, and today I have a mini episode just for you. All right, another mini episode. Let's go. We're going to talk about the behind the scenes of my entrepreneurial journey in case you are curious. I know I love hearing things like this. And you hear me show up, you hear me talk about my services, you hear me talk on this podcast, you maybe follow me on social media, I'm doing all of these things. But let's peel back the layers of how I actually got here. And I actually have a big announcement as well, too, of something right now as I'm recording this is in the works, but will be official by the time this podcast episode airs. So we're going to do exactly that. If you didn't go back, I have been sprinkling in some mini episodes. Two weeks ago was all about my love life and why that applies to your autism parenting journey. Last week was all about Taylor Swift's neurodivergence and why it matters to you and your family. And then today we're going to dive into the entrepreneurial piece. And this is all being recorded on Super Bowl Sunday. I was feeling... I don't know, motivated by my personal life and just reflecting on things and all of that. It has been a good weekend of personal growth, even though there's been some hardship. So let's talk about my entrepreneurial journey. And I'm going to walk you through the timeline really quick. I don't even know if I remember all of the dates, but we're going to try this. And then I'm going to also share what's to come too. So yeah, stay tuned because especially I've been hinting at a PBA mini series, but I'm also going to announce something at the end of the episode that especially if you are suspecting PDA, you have a PDA child, you're going to want to stick around for this. Or if you don't want to hear about my entrepreneurial journey, go ahead, fast forward to the end. That's okay too. All right. So how this all started, I didn't know this. I actually was a D1 athlete at the University of Michigan. I was on the rowing team and I was a coxswain. And what a coxswain is, is it's the person that sits and doesn't row, yells and steers, but we had to get our weight as close to possible as 110 pounds. Y'all, I'm 5'4". That was never natural. I never did it. But it, it led to a lot of restricted eating, a lot of intense workouts, definitely disordered eating patterns for sure. I don't, you know, like reflecting back, I think I was trailing on that edge that it could have become an eating disorder. It, it didn't end up getting there, but it was a really unhealthy toxic culture. I think in general, I think about the mental health aspects of being a college athlete and the lack of support. I think it's gotten much better. And I love that there's people speaking up on this, like Victoria Brown comes to mind here, but it was toxic. But in particular, this weight piece was so toxic. And so what happened, I graduated college and I just knew I had to like, take a complete reset. And so I stepped away, I think for two plus years of working out, I knew I could not be on any sort of diet. I think it was 2019. I was in graduate school and I had gained a, quite a bit of weight. I just quite a bit relative for me, but I think it was like 20 some pounds. I just didn't feel good in my body. So I decided to take it into my own hands. I discovered at the time it was called Beach Body. It's now called Body. And yes, I'm going to talk about network marketing in this podcast episode because it is part of my entrepreneurial journey. And listen, I also recognize there's a lot of people that don't love network marketing. I think it can be done in productive, healthy ways. I also think a lot of people do it in not ideal ways. And I'm definitely 
not promoting that, but also this is part of my story. So did Beachbody, never planned to do anything with it, but then I ended up getting results. I was doing at-home workouts. I was quote unquote, like dieting in a healthy way. I actually ended up, this is part of the journey. Hold on. So anyway, I got results and then I was like, oh, this is really cool. I started sharing about it. And then my friend was like, why don't you just start selling this? I was like, okay, why not? Little extra money in grad school. If you didn't know a PhD program, you are funded in the sense that your doctorate is paid for. And then I had a stipend to live on, but the stipend is measly. So extra money was appealing. Started selling that, all of that, did that for a while. That's when I started showing up on social media. Then what had happened, what became this supposedly healthy diet, and it wasn't restrictive. I knew I could not do anything restrictive. I started to see some of these old habits come back in. And I knew I had to shift that. So I started learning about intuitive eating. Then I just started feeling a dissonance from Beachbody and all of that. Well, simultaneously, what I didn't say in 2019 is I bought this new makeup. It was called at the time Mascara Beauty. And again, I just needed new makeup. I wanted to feel good in my body. I wanted to experiment with something new. I wasn't loving all the other makeup that I had worn. And some of that was I had previously only wore bare minerals. I had really useful skin, but then I was aging. I was under a lot of stress in my doctoral program. I wanted like better makeup and wasn't finding anything. So anyway... Full circle, someone mentioned, you love the makeup. Why don't you start selling it? And something, everything in me told me, yes. So January, 2020, I signed up with this makeup company to start selling it. And again, I am not a person where I like ever necessarily felt passionate about selling makeup. It was a way to make extra money, but I loved the team building aspect of it. I really focused my team culture on helping other women to believe in themselves. And so I did that from January, 2020 to February of 2024. So I don't know if this episode might air at the beginning of March. I'm not a thousand percent sure. End of February, but by the time that this airs, I will officially have resigned from what's now called Saint. And it wasn't anything bad. It wasn't a bad experience with the company. I just felt like it was a closing of a chapter And I'll talk about why in a second. So yeah, and that was a decision. And I had to mentally step away for a little bit, but then, and I, that felt in alignment. And then I just knew it was time to step away and it wasn't easy, but it felt so aligned. So why I bring all of this up is yes, I got into network marketing because I I liked the products and I wanted to make a little extra money while I was in grad school. And what happened is it totally changed the trajectory of my life. So I was in grad school, even pre-grad school. After I graduated college, I went to the University of Pittsburgh to work and had this amazing mentor. And she still will always be a, a cherished mentor of mine who just was kicking ass and taking names in the autism research world. And I was like, I want to do that. Full circle. After I graduated with my PhD, I went back and worked for her. And I had always planned to be in academia. I wanted to be in a academic medical center applying for grants. So it's a soft money position. It's really competitive. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I went through all of grad school knowing I was going into research. I was never planning to be a clinician. I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. It felt so misaligned for me. I just, I think I had started to work on myself. And this is a key piece in this that I just realized this isn't the life that I wanted. So anyway, Saint, I'm working Saint, all of that. And then what happened is I happened to rank in the company and I came across this coach 
And I had been looking for some support and I was like, he's the one I'm going to hire. He's going to challenge me. He is very intellectual, very cerebral. He, yeah, like I knew he was the perfect coach for me and he did what was called a habit finder. And so long story short, I coached with him. I, and through this journey, I started to find myself. I started to slow down. I started to be, I'm always high achieving, but I started to realize that how my high achieving nature was sabotaging me because I was never finding the joy. It was always what's next. And that was what I realized academia was exactly that. It was always that next step. And I'm pretty sure I've done like an entire podcast episode on this. So I'm going to fast forward, but yeah, I did. And that's when I started to realize, wait a minute, maybe I want to leave academia. And I started planting seeds. And some of that is then I hopped into the coaching industry with habit finder. I got certified as a coach and saw that as a way to be able to leave academia. But I also knew I was going to start a private practice. I knew I wanted to do things differently. I've talked about before in previous episodes, there's a whole Q&A episode on my services, all of that. Not going to talk about that here, but I knew I wanted to do things different. So when was this? I would say this was late 2021. I started to realize, and at the same time, I was supposed to be writing what we call in the research field, a K award. It was a career development award. It's a huge NIH grant. I was also on an NIH grant already and working on projects. And I was on the path to becoming an assistant professor at the University of Pittsburgh Department of Psychiatry. And while I don't know if I would have ever gotten there, I feel pretty confident that I could have gotten there, but I was supposed to be writing this grant and it just was sucking the life out of me. I was miserable. I truly thought maybe I was depressed, but I was only depressed when I was sitting down to work. It was a unique experience. And I realized I had to tell my boss, but I also was under contract at the University of Pittsburgh, really with the NIH, the National Institutes of Health. I was on a postdoctoral fellowship and I... I committed for two years. And if I left early, I had a payback clause. So I knew I needed to ride it out through August, 2022. And, but I also knew I needed to be honest with my boss. Again, this boss of mine has always been a cherished mentor, will always be, I'm so grateful for her. If I I stayed in academia, like she was my role model. So I knew I had to though tell her like, listen, I don't want to write this grant. I, I, I want to leave. And so I had that conversation in February, 2022. So I had six months of working in academia. By the way, I also hired a business coach in December of 2021 because I had wrapped up with that initial coach. I hired a business coach. I was going to grow this habit finder coaching business and focus on connecting with parents of autistic kids. And that was going great. It was an amazing community to challenge me. My business coach was challenging me, all of that. And I wasn't planning to launch my private practice until after I left academia in August, 2022. And I will never forget this. I connected with this mom that I followed on Instagram and she was struggling with her son and her son was not identified as autistic. And I just said, Hey, do you need any support? This is something that I do. And I don't normally slide into people's DMs, but we had enough of an ongoing kind of conversation that it it felt right. And she said, I don't really want help, but I really need help for my son. Is that possible? And they are out of state. I knew what I I had to get what I have now, which is called SIPAC, which allows me to practice in all these states. And I basically said, 
okay, I'll launch my private practice. Let's start working together. And full turn of events through our work together, I did end up diagnosing autism. Also, it was one of the families too that spurred me to learn about PDA, pathological demand avoidance, or the autistic community really prefers persistent or pervasive drive for autonomy. But yeah, it really shaped, and I'm so grateful for this family, right? It, It pushed me in that direction. And so June, 2022, I opened the doors of my private practice and I haven't looked back since. And I will say my private practice was when I didn't know how I was going to make it work financially. Too many episodes ago, I talked about being single. So it's me, myself, and I supporting myself. And I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills, but I just believed in myself enough. And I knew I had to do it. I knew I couldn't stay unhappy. And by the time I quit at the end of August, 2022, that was when my like contract was up. I was okay financially because of my private practice. And I also had another family serendipitous. And it was one of my last evaluations through the hospital system. And I squeezed them in and they still to this day, they knew I was leaving and they were like, how do we work with you? And I didn't have a non-compete. And to this day, they still work with me and it's just truly beautiful. So yeah. So then I launched my private practice and I've been growing my private practice ever since. And it's been truly amazing. And If you didn't know this, I offer diagnostic services. Everything is over telehealth. I will see some families locally in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania region. Although to be candid, I don't know if Pittsburgh is where I will be long-term. I moved here to work at the University of Pittsburgh. I also do one-to-one therapy, group therapy. And I also realized as part of this mission that I had a passion for speaking out on autism. And there's been a lot of learning about neurodivergence. That's not something I was trained on. There is also a podcast episode all on that journey if you want to listen. But that is my entrepreneurial journey in a nutshell. And that's what got me here today. But I also knew as part of this that I wanted to provide a lot of free education, which is why I launched this podcast. Over a year ago, I launched this podcast in December of 2022. And I've been focused I think for about two years now on growing my social media in terms of autism presence, really though, my social media started in 2019 when I was with Beachbody. And then really I learned all of these things of like how to run a social media, how to market myself, all of that because of Saint. But if it wasn't for Saint, I wouldn't have hired that coach who then wouldn't have gotten me into Habit Finder. And I didn't fully explain this, but what happened with Habit Finder, it's a great, amazing program. But what I found, actually, this is an important piece, is I wanted to work just with parents. And parents kept saying to me, no, Taylor, just like this original family, no, Taylor, I don't want help as the parent. I want you to help my kid. And so I the like support for parents under my private practice, and that's where the whole family approach was also born, is what I realized is most parents want help for their kid and that in the process of helping their kid, I could also simultaneously help them and their family or you and your family. So that's where the whole family approach was born. And then slowly it's like my private practice has been this vision, this dream. And I just keep saying yes to the things that are aligned And I'm so excited for what's to come. And I don't really do the habit finder coaching anymore, but I do still have my coaching business and I'll explain why in a second. But all of this is to say it's been a journey, right? The other thing to know is, yes, for about two years, I've been focused on autism on my social media, 
I, I can tell I'm on the verge of something amazing. The conversations I'm having, the people who are sharing my content, the followers I'm gaining, but it took time. And so maybe if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, what I want you to hear is this didn't develop overnight. And I still don't feel like I'm at my peak, but really, if you think about it, it was like a five-year journey so far. And I'm so excited of what's to come. So I have my private practice and that I can practice. It's about 40 states currently. And that is under my license as a psychologist. And I love being able to work with families in that clinical sense, again, through diagnosing their kids doing an evaluation or through therapy supports, but also I'm starting to get more and more families contact me that don't live in one of those states or don't even live in the U.S. And this is the big announcement is where my coaching business is headed. I can envision it in the future going in a few different ways. Number one being helping other therapists really scale their businesses in a hell yes and aligned way that's challenging the status quo of our field, the things that don't serve patients that we're working with or clients we're working with and ourselves as clinicians. I also want to continue to do this free education, which does fall under kind of the coaching umbrella, like coaching educational side, because yes, while I am a licensed psychologist, I'm not acting as a licensed psychologist when I'm doing this podcast, which is why there's always a disclaimer on the podcast. It's educational in nature. And I, I want to be able to speak on stages. I want to be able to do the Today Show is my absolute dream, educating on autism and neurodivergence and all of that. So that, and then the third area is offering courses. So I experimented with this briefly. If you go back way back in episode two and three, I talk about an emotion regulation course I launched, but that is not like forward facing at this point because just different reasons. It wasn't feeling the most aligned. It's good content. It just wasn't feeling aligned. But what I am here to announce is I am going to be officially launching a course on PDA because so many parents are hungry for this information. And what this course is and how this course is different from other courses that are out there, the other courses that are out there are absolutely phenomenal. I also think that all the education out there is phenomenal, but it's a lot of piecemealing, I find. And I put a lot of time and effort into learning about it, and I want to make it easy for you. And everything is not recorded. What the plan is, it's like a 12-week course that you walk yourself through. And it's going to be all the things that I share with families in group therapy. You can participate in group therapy if you want to, and you're in one of the states, but there's so many people that are not. And so it's going to be these applications and me mixing the clinical side with the PDA side. And then it's super, super cool. I am partnering with the neurodiversity mom, Catherine Latang, and she is autistic herself and has two autistic children one of which is a pda -er, and she is also a pda -er. So not only is she going to be able to talk about her perspective from the parenting side, but also the lived experience, and I'm also going to have her audit the full course to make sure that it's in line with the beliefs of the autistic community. I really believe it's so important that the work we're doing, that we are aligning with autistic individuals, autistic adults in this way. We're amplifying their voices, but also making sure I'm not autistic. And so I can't speak from the lived experience. And so I want to make sure that calibration is there. So 
what this means, what's to come. So coming up next is finally, I've been teasing this. I've been talking about this. We're going to do a PDA kind of mini series on the podcast so you can get to know about PDA and all of that. And if it's, you know, if your child is PDA, how that all works. And then I'll be sharing more information as we record those episodes on the podcast of what the course is going to look like, how you can sign up for my email list to get an exclusive discount, as well as get early access to it and all of that. If you're like, okay, Taylor, I already know I want this. Go to the show notes, sign up for my email list so that you're in the know and we'll get things rolling, but stay tuned. All right. This ended up a little bit more than a mini episode, huh? But that's okay. All right. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to my journey. I do have to say, and I do have to acknowledge, I could not do this without y'all. The fact that you're here supporting me, it means the absolute world to me. And one of the things that I vow of no matter, you know, what direction this takes on is always coming back to these personal connections, serving you in the best way that I can. You will never become a number in my book, you will always, your story will always matter. And it's one of the reasons that I've designed my practice the way that I have is so rather than focusing on quantity, I can focus on quality and it will always be like that. That's my vow to you. And listen, if many years from now, you happen to be listening to this and you're like, nope, this isn't what she's doing. Call me out on my shit. Cause that's important to me. That's how important it is to me. All right, y'all, that is a wrap. Thank you for listening. Yeah, so a little behind the scenes of how I became an entrepreneur and how it's not just this like overnight success story. It is definitely a growth in a building process. And I'm just so incredibly grateful. And if you want to dive more into my story, there are episodes talking about that. And the other episode I didn't mention was actually with my business coach. It's a much earlier episode, Kelsey Kerslake, you can scroll through and find that. There's some on how I learned about neurodiversity, being in academia, my personal story also of growing up as a sibling, all of that, because all of those factors also shape the entrepreneurial journey. All right, y'all, that's a wrap for this Super Bowl Sunday. Again, I know this isn't airing on Super Bowl Sunday, but the Super Bowl Sunday kind of series of back-to-back inspiration, but stay tuned for the PDA mini series. I'm super, super pumped about it. All right, y'all. Bye. This episode was meant to be short and sweet. Full-length episodes air every Wednesday with many episodes like this sprinkled in between. So subscribe now so you don't miss the next one. And if you want to inspire a future episode, because that's how we roll over here, ask me a question on any of my social media pages for a chance to have your question featured. Bye, y'all, and I'll see you soon.